year. First pitch swinging, line drive, he's done it. John Means has no hit, the Mariners. They Round fake, dishes, Kyrie going for the 50 piece. Irving has 50! Pressure from the Steelers, Mayfield in trouble, he's going to be taken down. Who else but T.J. Watt? First downs on this drive, Heineke, Enzo, McLaurin, touchdown! Torres drives that ball center field, hit deep, going back near the wall, Wilkerson maybe, nope, goodbye home run. Get him out of there! Don't throw to him! i never seen anything like Put it. Put up four fingers! I've never seen anything I mean, like it. He is just tearing the Orioles apart! Jonathan Taylor! Come on, touchdown, Indy, as he crossed the tape at the goal line. 78 yards. And here we go. All right, and we're back for another episode of the Sports Department Podcast with Justin Valentovic, Stephen Bologna, and Jesse Norman. It's been a while since I've been on one of these. You guys have been kind of helming the draft coverage, and here we are post-draft. It's Monday night. The 2022 NFL Draft is complete. Seven rounds, 200 and. 60 plus picks and a billion other undrafted free agents but we have our answer where everyone will be playing next season at least we will get into the entire first round we'll touch on all the first round picks we'll talk about where all the quarterbacks landed up uh landed go and yeah they ended up there whatever uh the two major blockbuster trades between hollywood brown going to the cardinals aj brown going to the eagles as well as we'll make our predictions for way too early offensive and defensive rookie of the year and which teams had the best and worst draft so before we get into that guys what's going on man draft uh came and went get excited for it and then now it's over um i already see next year some people are already dropping like 2023 mocks it was insane hilarious but no it um seemed like a good event uh, a lot of surprises a lot of fallers and probably the most players traded in the first round that we've seen in a long time so yeah definitely once the trade started coming it was very entertaining to watch uh for sure which was definitely a nice thing so before we get into all of that uh Let's just start things off right off the bat with the first overall pick. Everyone thought it was going to be Aiden Hutchinson, but it ended up being Trayvon Walker to the Jacksonville Jaguars. He flew up draft boards kind of out of nowhere. Are you guys surprised? What do you guys think of this pick, at least for number one? Yeah, this is a uh, measurables pick, a guy who really helped himself at the combine and with workouts. Um, I don't hate it. I mean, I don't think I don't think there was a grand slam number one pick in this draft anyway um so you might as well go with the guy you like the most um you know i think (laughs) it's it's interesting move to me because it's very obvious bulky is on the hot seat so you take a guy with could have tremendous upside but also could be one of the biggest busts ever if it doesn't work out with his one year of solid college production whereas like Hutchinson's a much more safer pick or yeah, one of the top exactly. tackles is a safer pick. So to me, that's where I'm surprised. I get the upside, but like he wasn't even the best player on his own defense. Well, and that's so, why like, I'm not really a major fan of this pick for the Jags just because like Hutch was right there. And like, he's had a consistent four year career production at Michigan and like you said, Walker kind of came out of nowhere and had one really good season. And they're banking on more of the guaranteed, you know, production from Hutchinson and that the overall production for Walker will be better than that in the long term, which 
bulky, that could be a problem. Exactly. He needs this pick to work out to keep his job. Yeah. So speaking of second overall pick, Aiden Hutchinson went to the Detroit Lions. Good move for them. He fits their scheme perfect of what, you know, Dan Campbell wants to build. There's some guys who bite some kneecaps, but also he gets to stay home in Michigan with his family where he went to college. So this is a good pick for the Lions, right? Very good. Yeah, I think this is a great pick. Um, the highest floor probably of most, I, I would say all probably on the defensive side of the ball, at least in the draft. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think at worst, I think Hutchinson is a above average starter in the NFL. I think you could compare him to like a Trey Hendrickson uh, type floor, I think at that point, a guy who's can get double digit sacks and, covers the run and can play all three downs. And honestly, the Lions would probably like to have a guy like Trey Hendrickson leading their pass rush because he helped get the Bengals to the Super Bowl. And, you know, I wasn't a fan of that move at first, but that really helped their defense. So hopefully this kind of helps the uh, the Lions progress nicely. So where the draft kind of really started was with the third pick after that with the Houston Texans, and they decided to take a cornerback off the board. And everyone kind of the consensus number one corner in the draft was Sauce Garner from Cincinnati, but they do not go that way. They go and get LSU's Derek Stingley Jr. Yes. Big injury concern. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing. Stingley hasn't played pretty much in about two years. Um, as a freshman, looked fantastic, looked like he was going to be a top 10 pick. Haven't really seen him since then. They're betting on the talent. I don't love it necessarily. I don't love drafting a corner in the top five kind of in general, unless they're, you know, like a Jalen Ramsey, um, which I think Gardner is much closer to, not saying he will be. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really love it, but I guess I don't hate it as well it's odd because the consensus like justin said was sauce was the best corner available and like you know jesse made a good point in the last mock draft talent just doesn't just go away i mean stingley's still young he still has a ton to develop and his 2019 tape he looked like the top corner in the sec which is saying a lot as a freshman um you know if you're houston you know you really want that game changer and you know they were successful with jj watt and i I thought thibodeau was going to be the pick here the fact that he fell to them at three um, offensive tackle would have been a, would have been a good option too. excuse me. But uh, I, I guess you go with another high ceiling guy, a lot of potential and you hope it works out. Yeah. And one of the interesting thing to note also is Gardner's also the better fit for Lovey Smith's defense. So I don't even think that they're committed to Lovey Smith long-term. I think, the front office probably saw Stingley as the best prospect, so they decided to grab him. I don't think they're committed to Lovey Smith very long term because Gardner is literally the like best cover two corner that you could get. Mm-hmm. So we head out to our neck of the woods with the Jets getting Sauce Gardner with one of their three first round picks as the first round ended. And great pick for them. They get a corner that they've been long searching for since Darrell Rivas, and they're starting to build a foundation now for a defense that Rob Sala can actually work with. CB1, they got yeah. him. Good for them. It's a good pick. Um, hopefully, he, to me, is probably one of the like, least chances of busting. 
Mm-hmm. I think he, if he, he's of the best corner in last year's draft and probably the year before that draft as well. He's probably the best prospect to come out in at least a couple of years. So at number five, the New York Giants got their pass rusher in Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. A lot of people thought he could be one of the top players in the draft and he fell because a lot of people were starting to be worried of character concerns, more of him being a me guy than a team guy, but he ends up in New York. Yeah, I think Thibodeau probably has the highest ceiling of anybody in this draft, um, which is interesting because Walker was kind of taken first overall because of the ceiling prospect. But I think Thibodeau's ceiling is higher. Uh, The floor is also probably just much lower. Um, But if he works out, I mean, he's going to be really good. This was a great pick by the Giants. There was no other – I didn't think there was any other thing you went here. You know, it's they they got tremendous value for him at five, and they knew even if Carolina took a tackle, they would still have a top one available at seven. So, and that's how it worked out. So, yeah, and Carolina did take a tackle at number six, which is EK Quanu from NC State. They hope to have their franchise left tackle for the next 10 plus years. You know, if they took, say, a Malik Willis or a quarterback at six, their rest of their draft would be absolutely nothing going into next season because obviously they wouldn't play necessarily right out of the gate so they get a tackle which they hope to anchor their offensive line for well into the future of whoever the next quarterback will be yeah best run blocking tackle in the draft so they want to run the ball a lot good for them they needed a tackle yeah and quarterbacks way too high especially with this class as we've seen because basically everyone except Pickett fell out of the second round honestly so um yeah they got the best tackle available so we're, we're back to the Giants. They took tackle Evan Neal from Alabama, so they're looking to bookend their tackles now with him and Andrew Thomas. So hopefully he can at least help and give whatever quarterback, either Danny Dimes or whoever else is out there, another some more protection. But this is the first time they've actually had a good set of tackles for their offensive line in a long, long time. Yeah, Neal was my number one player on my board. Um, I think he is a freak athlete. He has incredibly long arms. Um, I don't remember the last tackle that's come out at his size and been a bust since the only one I can think of off the top of my head is like Greg Robinson when the Rams drafted him in like 2013. Luke Joko. But like other, yeah. other than that, he, but he was, so, he was solid enough, but he didn't have like, he's not sick. Yeah. Like, he, I like, mean, Mekhi Beckton, Mekhi Beckton's kind <laughs> of getting there. Yeah, Uh, yeah, but he at least had the good year and then the injuries and stuff. I mean, just like straight up bust. Mm -hmm. Like, I think Neil has such long arms that even even at the worst case scenario, he is a really good pass blocker. Yeah, he's six foot seven and just an absolute house. Yeah, yeah, good pick for them. They they hit an A plus in the first round. So the Falcons patch a hole up left by Calvin Ridley because he got suspended for gambling. They went out and got USC's Drake London. So they're given Marcus Mariota and now, of course, Desmond Ritter, who we know is there now, some targets to work with as they tried to rebuild the offense a little bit because they needed some firepower. Yeah, I mean, they're making a tall offense. We'll see how it works. I'm interested, you know, him and Kyle Pitts uh, together. I, I mean, I don't know. Drake London wasn't my number one receiver, but I know he was the number one receiver for a good amount of people. So Falcons needed it. Can't yep. really hate on it. Too. Yeah, no. Another pick that you can't really hate on is Charles Cross to Seattle. They've gotten a first-round lineman, which it's the best offensive lineman they've given anyone to play quarterback in <clears throat> Seattle, especially because Russell Wilson hasn't had 
really any protection while he was there, which ultimately left to him leaving. So they're at least trying to start somewhere and build an offensive line. So good move with Charles Cross. Agreed. Agreed. Nice. So at number 10 with the second, their second pick in the first round, the Jets went out and got Garrett Wilson, who much can, many consider to be one of the top wide receivers, if not the top receiver in the draft. So they give Zach Wilson a target to work with as they build yeah, another my, young offense. My number one receiver got him at 10, got him as the second receiver off the board. Um, has the highest floor, but that also doesn't mean his ceiling is low whatsoever. Um, <clears throat> runs a good 40, great route runner. Um, yeah, I think he was the most complete receiver in the draft. Yeah, um, like Jesse said, good value for the Jets here at 10. Um, I've already seen some Jet fans, of course, overvaluing Garrett Wilson. I've seen on Twitter people saying that he's already better than, like, Devontae Adams, no okay. lie. So it's, that's just Jeff fans in general. But, yeah, um, yeah they're, they're building some pieces around Zach Wilson. So Well, they're making I, it either – to finally be able to evaluate him, or if they don't think he's the guy, they make an attractive landing spot for the next disgruntled uh, quarterback to come I in. I saw the the joke. It was like they have two Wilsons, two Michael Carters, uh, yeah, and then two other of the same name. Uh, I, I saw, I think, because they just drafted Brees Hall. Yeah. Yeah. Bryce Hall. Yeah. That's funny. So at number 11, originally held by the Commanders, they traded out with the New Orleans Saints. They come up and they go get Chris Olave from Ohio State. So another Ohio State receiver down in the bayou to work with Jameis Winston. They gave up a lot for this. Yes. (laughs) They they gave up a lot for that. Um, (laughs) Sure. You needed another receiver, I guess. I don't don't think you. I yeah, this necessarily wouldn't have been the pick I wanted to have went out and got per se. Um, you know, obviously they get a offensive tackle later in the draft, which they definitely needed with uh, you know, uh, God, why is the names Penning? Le- Penning. No, Penning? No, 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 not Penning. Who's the one who left? Oh, uh, Teron Armstead. Yes. Armstead. So yeah, they replace later on. They get Tre- <laughs> uh, Trevor Penning, but receiver wouldn't necessarily have been my first pick for them. But uh, and plus, Jameson Williams was still on the board too. Yeah. That's... Yeah. So you could have even waited it out and seen like when one of those guys was going to be left and make the trade up. So speaking of Jameson Williams, the Lions came all the way up from thirty-two, traded up to number twelve, gave up a bunch of and picks that, as well. and they made a good trade. The, yeah, with... the Vikings did not get good value back. No. And they took Jameson Williams, so they give Goff a weapon, and they, once again, are kind of trying to build a nice little young core, you know, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Brown. Yeah, and And TJ Hawkinson. Not a bad bad receiving core out in. Lentez Cephas. Oh, can't forget about him. Billy Brame and Josh Reynolds. (laughs) No, I I like what they're doing. And they signed Chart, too. Yeah, I like what they're doing out in Detroit, at least. So, at number 13, the Philadelphia Eagles traded back in and got Jordan Davis, so Definitely the replacement for Fletcher Cox after the end of this year, but they're trying to build through the trenches again because that's how they won their Super Bowl back a few years ago with just an insane pass rush. And here he is. He's a mountain of a human being, and he's going to be playing in the NFC East. I think him and Nicobe Dean together. I think they traded up for Jamison Williams here, but because I mean, I did not expect the Lions to take a receiver there. They didn't have to trade up for Jamison Williams. We'll get to that later. They, uh, yes, good they had point. something uh, better. They, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, Jordan Davis, he's a, he's a freak athlete, so hopefully, um, hopefully he can stay on the field. So. Doesn't, and doesn't make your life a living hell. Yeah. At number 14, the Baltimore Ravens got Notre Dame safety Kyle Hamilton, uh, who deal. fell pretty, deal. pretty far. 
And uh, for the Ravens, they're, build, they're building an even better defense now. Ravens probably have, like, the best draft overall, if we're all being honest, like, in this. And it starts with this pick. Top five prospect, got him at 14, didn't have to move for him. Yeah. Yeah, plus they but the Ravens do. Ojabo, too, in the you second. Know, they could have their next Ed Reed potentially on their hands, which oh. is a nightmare to think for the NFL. Then at 15, the Houston Texans got guard Kayvon Green from – Kenyon Green from Texas A&M. Good. They reached, but only by a couple picks. But, but there also, was no other guard. But also, they're a team that needs everything. So at this point, why not? You know, why not just take the best player available? I didn't yeah. think you needed to reach for a guard. At that point, I would have taken like Penning and flipped uh, how Titus Howard inside. Mm-hmm. But yeah, or I and, I would have taken Zion Johnson over. Yeah. Um, that's green true. anyway. I mean, that's just personal preference. They're they're probably like one A one B, but I would just go for a better prospect. I think there's just way better prospects available. So finally, by way of Indianapolis via Philadelphia from New <laughs> Orleans, the Washington Commanders get into the first round and they take wide receiver Jahan Dotson from Penn State. So they get a nice receiver to pair with Terry McLaurin, also to replace Terry McLaurin if they do not resign oh, him. Man. But they get a good receiver nonetheless to at least work with Carson a little bit. And they, you know, they got a receiver. Good. Yeah. Go um, ahead, Steve. Have fun. A little bit of a reach. Maybe not too yeah. much, but, you know, um, I think Jahan Dotson's a really good prospect. He is lethal against man coverage. Great open field presence. Best hands in college football with the amount of targets that he got. Um, so I'm, I'm honestly super excited for three speed. Ron Rivera literally said that he's going to be the slot guy. So that, yeah. And I think Carson. that's definitely where he works. Uh, the best is as a quick slot. Um, yeah, a little bit of an overdraft, but I mean, you can't complain too much. You know mm-hmm. what the, the thing is though, you know, you look at a team like, 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 let's say Washington goes offensive line or something. Yeah. Then you get a team like the Packers who scramble for a receiver in the second round. And it's like, uh, yeah, hopefully Christian Watson can turn out to be something good. At that point, it's better to reach within the round that you're drafting anyway than figure it out later and get something not as good as you thought you were getting. And, you know, know, the the trade back got Washington an extra third and a fourth, which helped them out big time because they entered that night without a third and a fourth. Exactly. So I, I, I like the pick. I think Jahan Dotson, he was a great kid. Seems super excited, so um, I'm excited. 17, the Chargers took Zion Johnson, the guard from Boston College. Good move for them because they need to keep Justin Herbert upright and healthy, so you can't complain too much here. Yep, good pick. Got to love the boring picks for the QBs. Yeah, exactly. And at number 18, let's talk about it a little bit here as well. The Tennessee Titans got their first-round pick from the Philadelphia Eagles, and they took Traylon Burks, the wide receiver from Arkansas. The reason being is they traded A.J. Brown to the Philadelphia Eagles, who promptly got a $100 million contract with $57 million guaranteed over four years. So he's now in the NFC East, and they replaced him with essentially himself in Tennessee. Um, I think it's I – I mean, we can't call Traylon Burks A.J. Brown. No, I don't think it, that no no but measurable it, wise he's very oh, he's a yeah. very, he's I mean, a very he's similar even, receiver. Yeah, but he's a slot. He's not even an outside guy. Um I but think this is a terrible move for Tennessee. They had to um, move, they had to either pay him or move him. They didn't want to pay him. I mean, but also he, and here's here's the worst part about not wanting to pay him. Allegedly they were fine to do 22. They didn't want to do 25, which is what Philly did. 
mm-hmm. $3 million is what lost you your number one receiver. Well, a backup you, running back. Well, here's the a thing backup too. QB. That, that's what wide receivers are now is 20 plus million dollar players, which is insane to think about the Christian Kirk contract really fucked the wide receiver market. If we're being honest, yep. and this is teams trying to not, you know, keep going with that trend and trying to reset the market a little bit. And now it seems like but then another team just pays them. Well, that's exactly it though. But it seems like wide receiver is almost turning into a running back where they're coming out of college more pro ready than ever. So it seems like, well, would you rather pay some guy $20 million when you get similar production from a player coming out of college for a, on a rookie deal rather than a massive expensive contract? And you could help your team at least in other positions. That's hey kind of where the talent I watched the Steelers all through the 2000s. No, I know, but we this... never offered a, uh, a receiver a second. Contract. No, I know, but this seems to be the trend now <laughs> with wide receivers. Yeah. Um, good for the Eagles though, to, to pick him up. Hopefully he, he works out. Um, they can't draft receivers. So they said, yeah. we'll get a surefire. Well, they've taken a wide receiver in the first round of the past, like three drafts. Yeah. I mean, they hit Devonta. So, I mean, that's cool, but like, good yeah, but for the them. This two. is a great trade for them. Um, and I love Titans, that. I sure um, hope Traylon Burks works out. I love that ESPN's graphic fired the second the deal went through. Comparison, <laughs> Traylon Burks, A.J. Brown. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. But the Titans are slowly, and not necessarily rebuilding, but they're planning for Free the post. Tooling. They're planning Weirdly. for the future at this point. Because- and the fact they took Willis without consulting Tannehill just shows yeah. the inevitable that Tannehill. Well, exactly. The this current well, iteration of the- him in the third round is a joke. Yeah. The current iteration of the Titans though are definitely coming to a close. I could happily say in the next year or so. Yeah. I think they run it back another year or so. <laughs> so at 19, the New Orleans Saints, like we talked about a little bit before, they took Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa. He's an offensive tackle. He replaces Toronto Armstead. Can't complain there. Good move. Smart move. Yeah, fine. All right, Jesse, at number 20, your Steelers took Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. He just has to walk across the hall in the training facility. He's home in Pittsburgh by way of South Jersey, similar to your career path, basically. I don't think that was that. I don't think he's from South Jersey. He is from South Jersey. He's from Ocean. He is? Wow. Yeah, he's from Ocean. Wow, look at him. Look Um, at that. I hope I'm wrong about this. Uh, I don't – he was like my quarterback like four at at the end of this process. Uh, he's really good in the middle of the field. He doesn't throw outside very often. Um, he bails on plays pretty quickly. I liked Malik Willis more, um, a lot more. I really wanted Willis. Um, could have just drafted somebody else and gotten Willis in the second round. Apparently we know that. Um, Hey man, this is Kevin Colbert's last draft before he retires. It can be the gift that keeps on giving. Maybe, maybe it will be. Or maybe I don't feel it won't. good about the pick, but. Lonely, your thoughts? I'll tell you one thing. He better start. You don't draft the most pro-ready guy and then put him on At- the bench for Trubisky. That's a joke. Yeah, I, I, this is going to be my offensive rookie of the year pick. I do think Pickett gets um, the starting job, and he's got a great <laughs> team around him. He's got a pretty much win-now team um, ready to go. So, <sighs> I'm with Jesse. I, I I did like Willis a little bit more. Teams obviously must not have liked him if he fell that far. Um, and Pickett was clearly the number one QB for the Steelers. Great smokescreen by the Steelers, who reports from day one of Senior Bowl, Mike Tomlin is in love with Malik Willis. And here it is. They take Kenny Pickett. So he's got to work out. You hope he, he will. Um, 
you know, the, the five years of, of college, it, he, the draft age is a little concerning. I saw that he's older than Jordan love funny yep. enough. So it's like Joe Burrow, it came in older than Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. But Joe Burrow, who uh, led the greatest offense. Yeah. In yes. Football history. Yes. So Pickett's got to work out. That's, that's going to be riding on the Steelers front office. So at 21, the Kansas city chiefs got some secondary help. They took Trent McDuffie from Washington. He's a cornerback. Yeah, they needed it. Good pick cool. for them. Yep, did nothing more to go into. And then here comes the first major head scratcher as well at 22. Green Bay oh. Packers needing a receiver, needing to replace Devontae Adams, the massive hole that he left in that offense. What did he do at and go and get? Quay Walker, linebacker from Georgia. Okay. Yeah, I mean, a little bit of a reach. I thought Quay Walker would have gone early second, like late, late first, like talking pick 30. Uh, he probably would have been there with their later pick. Um, didn't get many snaps on the Georgia defense because, I mean, the Georgia defense had so many NFL players. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we'll see. He's talented. This uh, Packers are – and, I mean, we'll talk about it more with their second pick. They are just going all in, I guess, on having the best possible defense that they can possibly have. Yeah. <sighs> um, and what's funny is I don't know if you guys saw the quote, but Roger said, he's like, yeah, I signed my contract not knowing Devontae was going to leave. So <laughs> yeah. the fact well, that – Well, and the, the GM said, let's be clear, we don't have a three-year deal with Rodgers. We have three one-year deals. Yep. Yeah, We're so, set up for a very yeah. messy offseason. For sure, yeah, Watson, better, uh, better workouts, all I got to say. Yeah. So at 23, the Bills take Kyrie Elam, cornerback from Florida. They get I a actually really love this pick. Yeah, yeah, it's a good pick. It's I, a good pair with Davius White. And I think he is – he's a guy that's going to, like, grind down and watch a ton of film, help that secondary a ton. Um, the Bills had a really good draft. Yeah. So – What? Good pick. Mm-hmm. So, 24, the Dallas Cowboys take Tyler Smith. He's an O-tackle from Tulsa. Yeah. Eh, they need to replace Lyle Collins. Collins. They didn't need to let him go. Just be better mm-hmm. with your book, guys. Well, and, and Tyrone Smith will eventually retire soon. So you guys, assume <laughs> this guy well, will he's slide miss over games this year at least. Uh huh. So that's that. At twenty-five, the Baltimore Ravens take center Tyler Linderbaum, oh, so who's one of the best, who is the best center in the draft, and they got a guy who probably will be their starter if he's healthy for the next ten plus years. Congrats, they got Marshall Yonda again, basically. <laughs> so they're fine. Good pick. Yep. At 26, yep. the Jets trade back in to, for the first round to go get Jermaine Johnson from Florida when State. When me State. and Bologna did our mock, yes. Jermaine Johnson accidentally split. I thought I saw and I was like, And I was like, oh, my God, there's no chance he would even be available this week. Incredible pick. Literally, it, probably the best value pick in the first round. This was my, like, third-rated pass rusher. And he also can play running downs. It's not even like he's a pass rusher that is specific for just like third down. Yeah, they're finally building a nice young defense for Rob Sala for him to finally take advantage of similar to what he had in San Francisco. So it's exciting to see what the dra- the Jets have done so far this draft. Yeah. So so to round things out, Jaguars took Devin Lloyd at 27. Great. Eh, yeah. It's fine. I nah. I'm not really a fan of the Jaguars draft in general. At 28, the Packers went out and got Devontae Wyatt from Georgia. 
Another person. Uh, I mean, they're good to put next to Kenny Clark, I guess. Yeah. Sure. Defense. And, Defense. And then the biggest reach of the draft at 29 from Chattanooga, the Patriots took Cole Strange. <laughs> Never heard of this person a day honestly, in my life. I, Patriots made several bad picks and then watch like all the linemen will probably end up panning out. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. know why you don't just pay Jack Mason. It, what? Why do we question what the Patriots do at this point with Belichick? It doesn't matter. They'll That's win. Fair. They'll win still. They'll matter. win. So thirty. George Karlaftis went steal. to George Karlaftis. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Went There's to the Kansas City the Chiefs. Chiefs. They they get a good pass rusher to, you know, fill the hole. Frank Clark is leaving because he sucks. Good pick dis- for the Chiefs. He's been yeah. a disappointment, Frank Clark, as a whole. Yeah, no, uh, but this, yeah, this is a good pick. This was a uh, guy that I thought was in play for them at 21 as well. So good for them holding and still being able to get him. And we had a pair of safeties close out the first round. Daxton Hill to the Bengals and Lewis Seen to the Vikings. Thoughts on those picks? Both good picks. Um, I like, I like Daxton I really, Hill. Yeah, I was going to say I like Hill, and I especially like him being able to play. He's probably going to play a good amount of slot corner. Um mm-hmm with Mike Hilton kind of as like a nickel corner because and uh, play with Jesse Bates and Von Bell. And then probably one of them moves on next year. I would assume it's Bell. Yeah. Because Bates yeah. should be your franchise player. So real quick, before we wrap up this half, take a break and come back and wrap up this podcast. Who is your early offensive player of the year candidate? Uh, Bologna, you said Kenny Pickett already. Jesse, who are you going with? I probably have to go with Pickett as well. Yeah, I'm going to take the safe bet and go with him as well because he'll probably start, you know, first quarter of the season, if anything, if not out of the gate. And he has some good talent around him as well in Pittsburgh. So defensive player of the year, who are you guys feeling? Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Yeah, Hutchinson. Um, Yeah, he has the, like we've said before, the lowest floor possible. And I think he'll have enough production to at least be, you know, Lions could also be interesting. And if he's like an impact player on a revitalized team that can maybe like sneak a couple wins in and maybe, you know, finish nine and eight. They, eight they, were, nine. they were close last year in a bunch of games. In a bunch of games. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they've improved a lot. A you know, I got to look at so. their schedule, but, you know, they could probably flirt with six to seven wins at that point. They'll get a last place one. Yeah. Yeah. So let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll talk about some of the best and worst draft class, as well as where all the quarterbacks landed. So we'll be back in just a few seconds. All right, and we're back to the second half of the draft recap podcast. So let's just jump right into it and talk about the quarterbacks. We hit on Kenny Pickett. He was the only one to go in the first round to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we're like, okay, maybe, you know, second round, they'll start coming off the board. (coughs) Nope. We went through the whole second round. None of them came off the board. They didn't start coming off the board until the third round and later in the draft. So the first one to come off, everyone thought then would it be Malik Willis, but that was actually Desmond Ritter to the Falcons. He went third round, 74th overall. Then later in the draft, um, Malik Willis went third round, 86th overall. And then later also 
uh, but I'm trying to find it in the third round, 94th overall, Matt Corral went to the Panthers. And then later on in the fifth round, Sam Howell went to the commanders. So initial thoughts on their landing spots, Corral to the Panthers, Ritter to the Falcons, Willis to the Titans and Howell to the commanders. Honestly, I love literally every landing spot for every quarterback. Um, I would maybe flip Willis and Ritter. Um, I thought Ritter would be really good as a backup for uh, Tannehill. That being said, um, I love the Matt Corral fit with Carolina. Obviously, we don't know if Rule's going to be there, but they run RPO. They can run RPOs. That's what Corral specializes in is RPOs and quick throws. Um, Howell, I also love for Washington. Um, I thought overall Washington reached on a couple picks, but if Howell pans out, that can honestly save their draft um, because he – I've said numerous times, if Howell is six foot four, he is a first-round pick. It is the lack of size that really hurt him, and he did not have a good year this year. He regressed definitively. But also I think we need to look at his offensive line was significantly worse than it was the year before. The offensive playbook changed. He also lost two running backs that both went to the NFL and Michael Carter and Javon K. Williams. So he was playing uh, with significant less. Oh, uh, Deami Brown, Brown also. Yeah. He's with them, the commanders. Uh, yeah. He's with them too. So how literally lost majority of his offense this last year at UNC. So the regression was fair. I thought this was still a borderline first, you know, maybe slip into the second guy that, fell all the way to the fifth. Yeah, I um I love I love the Sam Howell pick uh, for Washington. I think getting him in the fifth, it was just too long for him sitting there. Ron Rivera said that if they didn't pursue Carson and they went the draft route, Howell was arguably their top guy. So the fact that you get him in the fifth, I think the plan is you sit him for the entire year, you let him play the preseason. If Carson doesn't work out, you have a fresh 23-year-old quarterback to kind of step in. If Carson does work out and he's the future for the next few years. You have a cheap you know, backup. You only spent a fifth-round pick. It's not like you spent a first. Um, so I do like the fit there. Corral to the Panthers is going to be interesting. Got to see how short the leash is with Darnold. He probably plays by literally week four. I would assume so. because I, pull- I think he'll be. I mean, they were pulling the plug at some point, you know, for P.J. Walker, who was in the AAF. You know, yeah. hey man, that was XFL MVP PJ Walker. Was he in the XFL? He was going to be the XFL MVP. Yeah. Oh, yes, he was. Um, I think the Willis to the Titans. I think the fans are really going to get behind the Willis train if Tannehill starts to make some bad throws. Well, this could also be the end of the Tannehill era if he gets hurt. You know, and he Willis plays somewhat competent. He ain't coming back. He's done. Yeah, well, I also think best case scenario with Willis too. You can just set him for the whole year behind Tannehill. Oh, absolutely. Run this, run the Tannehill, Derrick Henry thing back one more time, and then next year move into Willis, and you still have Derrick Henry probably for at least another year or two. Prime Henry. Yeah, and and I think Ritter. I think Atlanta might have just wanted a more established guy, just to to kind of step in and and well, hopefully their team that's well. Mariota's gonna get hurt at some point too. Love love Mariota. But that's the just guy. the nature but of how, how he is. That's what's going to happen. Well, like he, the injury is a little also, brittle. Well, the injury is ultimately what caused him to end his tenure in Tennessee. That's why he's not a starter. 
That yeah. I mean, that's that's literally the issue with Marcus Mariota is you know you won't have him for a full season. What, what number is he wearing since Pitts wears eight? That's just, just stupid shit I think about. Uh, What number? Ritter? No, Mariota, because he wore number eight everywhere. And then Pitts wears eight in Atlanta. He's wearing number one. Oof, interesting. Okay. That look kind of cool. No, I know. It's just That's like the weird shit I just think about, though, during these things. Uh, no, I liked all where all the quarterbacks kind of went, similar to what Jesse said. It just kind of, they all kind of fit each landing spot. It makes sense. Um, I will say Carson Strong being undrafted was a bit of a shock to me. Uh, you know, that once thought to be a first pride. round pick. But yeah, mm-hmm. he must be a pro. The medicals just must be god awful. But if it's perfectly, he went to the Eagles, who just really doesn't seem to care about medicals. So I was also going <laughs> to say, very weird if he were to end up like being okay and being their backup. Mm-hmm. You would have to have an entirely different playbook. Yes, because Hayden Hurts, their place Hurts to Carson Strong. Yeah, that would literally be like going well, from Jalen Hurts. Well, to that's like the Tom thing. Kind of look at like where all the other quarterbacks went. You know, similar play styles of Pickett to Trubisky, right? You don't have to amend the playbook yeah. too much. Ritter to Mariota, mm-hmm. not much difference. Willis to Tannehill, they can kind of all do, they can both. I do think them. Willis kind of expands your playbook well, but, there. You know, that is a lot of play action bootlegs, which Willis will be able to get out and run, which Tannehill has no problem with doing. Corral is similar to that Darnold playbook's in, not built for a quarterback. So, <laughs> yeah, they, they don't know who's playing quarterback. So, they exactly, uh, and you know, Carson to Howell isn't much different either. You yeah, know? No. yeah, gunslingers for sure. So, at least in that regard it's set up to where they could step in if they need to and hopefully has success. Yeah. Um, I think there was only like two other quarterbacks taken. Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant, which is funny for the Niners. So uh, Zappy, Zappy to the Patriots. Uh, oh, that, he, he was, care. he was picked before Howell. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. was weird. Wow. That That's was right. weird. Uh, Just an odd, really bad quarterback year. Obviously yeah. Tom's going to tell, but uh, just and then you that, look at next year. I mean, and there's like five to six potential first round quarterbacks. Like, yeah, it's well, insane. I saw someone set the over under as six and a half for first round quarterbacks next year already. Yeah, which is like I can't fair. even think. I can't even think of six and a half teams that would need a quarterback out the gate already. And teams always do. Everybody. No, no I agree. Like do. the the quarterback turnover is always a thing, but it's like here I could let's just think offhand well, real quick. Carolina Vikings will be back. Carolina will be back in. Vikings will be back in. Washington, most likely, if Wentz doesn't work out. Texans, um, Lions. Texans will probably be back in. Lions will definitely go to the poster. be back in. Um, and then there'll have to, there'll have to Tampa, be teams that are going to make calls on guys. Miami, maybe, if two doesn't Miami, work out. Seattle. Miami, Seattle, definitively. Okay, fuck, never mind. <clears throat> Let's say Chicago, the, Raiders and, the Raiders and Carr always seem to have something going on. I mean, I would imagine not with Devontae now, but... You know, there and then there will be teams that are making decisions on Indianapolis oh, the Giants Giants too. for the future. If Roger Lee, if Rogers Giants, leaves, Indianapolis, Packers, Green Bay. Okay, never mind. I was wrong. Jesus. <laughs> you so, always need quarterback. Always something need. you guys, something you guys wanted to hit on in the break was biggest steals or surprising falls in the draft. So I'll let you guys just take it away. Bologna or Jesse? Jesse, take it. it. My biggest deal, Christian Harris, uh, round three, Houston Texans. Um, Versatility-wise, he reminds me of a Micah Parsons where you can line him up inside, outside, put him all over the place. Um, I honestly think maybe a better comparison for him is Bud Dupree, 
where you could put him inside and put him outside and kind of play him on the line. Um, I thought he could have possibly snuck into the first round, late first round, possibly early second, um, just off of the national championship tape alone. Um, but I think this was a really good pick for the Texans. Yeah. Um, I think the um, Seattle got Daniel uh, Falalele, fourth round. He seemed like he was going to be a top tackle in the draft. Oh, you mean the Ravens? The Ravens got him. The Ravens got him. Okay. Yeah. The Ravens got him, fourth round. Yeah. Two birds. That was an interesting one. And then the Nicobe Dean, obviously, was. Yeah. Not sure what happened there, but something did. Medical famous to be apparently horrible. Yeah, and Dean is definitely a scheme fit for only like five to six teams, but there was no reason that those five to six teams should have passed on him so many times. Um, the Seahawks in the fourth round did draft a steal of a player, in my opinion, and that was Kobe Bryant from Cincinnati, yes. the corner that played opposite of Sauce Gardner. Um, I had him as a second-round prospect. Um, long, physical, exactly what they like. Um, and then they followed it up with getting another steal. And I, I think in Tariq Woolen, um, the quarterback from uh, UTSA, who also is a long athletic man corner. Yeah. Um, I know Justin's cheeks are going to get all rosy, but Ooh. Bernard Raymond, he seems like a physical. Oh, house. yeah. The and tight end, Colts. too. The tight end that the Colts drafted, too, I like. Uh, uh, Woods. Woods, right? Jelani yeah. Woods, yep. Yeah. Oh, they also got Bernard Raymond in the third that's round. That's what Bologna was. Oh, never mind. I wasn't listening. Uh, and then Nick Cross, you know. Nice oh, I got safety. some great Nick Cross highlights if you want to watch from Justin. Please Nick send him my way. Against Jahan Dotson. Yeah. Uh, that, was, <laughs> that was actually going to be the, uh, the draft class I shill about a little bit, which would have been the Colts for, I think they had one of the better draft classes. As Dude, we were a, saying. I give it a C, man. Shut up. Hey, whoever put that Especially on. Especially for not having a first. Whoever made that. That was Chad Reuter. Was it really? Yeah. I got called. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, uh, I don't get how you rate the Colts draft class the absolute worst when people, they were literally drafting people in New England that they've never heard of or D3 players at that point. But Alec Pierce, you know, you fit a position need of wide receiver, a nice pairing with Michael Pittman. Jelani Woods is basically a carving copy of Mo Ali Cox. They get Bernard Raymond, who is going to be their future left tackle, you would assume, and then a nice rotational safety in Nick Cross. So I'm I'm very happy. Would you say they had the best draft? Not the best draft, but they had a pretty damn good one. Yeah, no, they did. Who do you guys? I gotta got watch more Alec Pierce highlights to kind of make a judgment. I if if I'm being quite honest, I had no idea who the hell is he was going in like when they said Jordy, that Jordy Nelson, uh, Julian Edelman, <laughs> Adam Thielen. Yeah. Uh, boy, kind of... you 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 lead with your draft because I have I have a couple that I can. Um. Yes. I uh, will. Um. Let me just pull up because I don't remember who they got late. But Texans, for me, I thought really had a strong early draft that they got a lot of guys that are going to be able to come in and and help them out day one. Um, obviously, they started off with Derek Stingley, who you hope is really good. <laughs> the Kenyon Green is just going to help boost the offensive line. They got Jalen Petre, 37th overall, who I was really high on. I was hoping he was going to fall to Washington, but that's obviously unrealistic. He's a safety, can play corner, good in coverage. 
They got John Mechie as well, who before his injury could have been wide receiver one in this class. Um, so to get him maybe just a few weeks missed because he did tear it um, kind of like he tore it before Jameis Williams, funny enough. So um, you'll see when he can make his return. Jesse Steele, the draft, Christian Harris, who is just awesome. Uh, I, he, I thought he could have been a first overall pick. He got him at 75th. And then you got a running back with uh, Damian Pierce from Florida. Good rotational running back. I is they still have David Johnson? Uh, I, I, would have, I don't think so. Okay. That he could legit be their starting running back. So they got Marlon Mack though. Did they Ooh. really? Yeah, they signed Marlon Mack. Nobody. I would have never guessed that. I John, wouldn't either. Johnson would have never agent. known. I, I, Mack, Mack to the Texans. Yeah, no, but I, I think they just got a lot of really good players who can develop into some some studs. Yeah, no, they're building a nice team for whoever their next quarterback is. If they tank out for Bryce Young or whoever, you know, flies up the draft boards next year in the draft class, because that's what I would assume they would go from. You can't run Davis Mills out another year. You know, they're kind of in the Washington boat where it's like you kind of know what you have in Mills, like what I kind of had in Heineke, and you just can't go back to that well again. Yeah. So, Jesse, who's yeah, your – Who's your class? What are you, what are you shilling over? I mean, overall, I think who has the best draft class, uh, I think the Ravens yeah. nailed it. I mean, Hamilton, Linderbaum, we didn't even talk about Ojabo, who, if he comes back healthy, is an absolute menace pass rushing. Travis Jones, who is a perfect team fit for them. And then Daniel Falele in the fourth round. Um, they smash every pick. Um, the Bills, I thought, had a very good draft. Kyer Elam, very good corner. James Cook is a running back who can play a lot of slot receiver, which I think is very interesting to fit with them. Uh, and then to fit also Khalil Shakir, who I think can replace Cole Beasley. Um, and then they also got uh, Matt Areza, the punter, which they need yeah, a better punter. The punt you god. You don't, you don't need – I mean, when you're like Buffalo, you need to kind of get better on the fringes, and that's what they did. Um, like they're, they're now kind of overstacked with riches. Um, which is what they need to do to compete in the AFC. Um, and then finally the Seahawks draft. I think it's so funny, man. They waited until they traded Russell Wilson and then they just decided, yeah, we're going to have a really good draft. Um, Charles Cross. Well, how do they, how do you them. think they got those picks? <laughs> well, Char Charles Cross hits. I think that that's a great tackle. Kenneth Walker, I mean, obviously you guys know I love Kenneth Walker. I don't love this pick. I don't think it was great. Um, I think there's been a lot of reports that Carson is probably done. Like he's he never probably – He gonna, broke his neck. His, well, his, yeah, there's like an issue there. Like he's probably never going to play again. Yeah. Um, so they got uh, – Walker's good insurance, especially if Penny leaves or gets hurt. Um, he's a good physical runner. He'll fit there. Uh, Abraham Lucas probably going to be a starting tackle for them. And then, yep. like I said, Kobe Bryant and Tariq Woolen, two corners who are probably going to be starters within a couple of years, honestly. Very yeah, good. those are my three that I think really, uh, really killed. So, do you want to start things off with the worst uh, draft classes, Jesse, or do you want us to circle I'll, back I mean, to I'll say you? You can take, a, you can I, take I think, a breath, we can come back, get some water. I, I, I'll, I'll keep it simple. I think Patriots reached a ton. Um, I also think Washington reached. But with Washington, if Hal hits, it's all it doesn't matter. Like that's kind of worth it. Um, you know, it's it's hard to grade 
draft classes just because like I was looking at this yeah. today. Um the 2020 Jaguars draft class was ranked an A plus on ESPN with CJ Henderson, who they already traded away, Caleb on Chase on who barely plays, and LaVisca Chanel, who's always in trade rumors. Um, so that I feel is uh it's hard to grade. Washington, I agree, Jesse, they did uh kind of reach a little bit on some of their picks, but um Nevertheless, I, I think they kind of turned around day three with some good rotational guys. I think the Bears had a rough draft. Bears did have a rough I draft. I mean, this is a team with a solid defense and in desperate need for some offensive weapons, and they stockpile the defense. I mean um, – No help to Fields. Yeah, Kyler Gordon's good. They drafted Velas Jones. Uh, he's really fast, but he's 26 years old. I mean – What is he, Brandon Leaf? yeah. Like, again, he's great, but they got no help for their guy yeah. that they want to build a franchise around. So I think that was um, that was a rough draft. And I don't really – the Cardinals, I feel like, didn't really do much either, right? Like, yeah, well, really, I they, mean, they also traded that first for Hollywood. That's, so, I don't think Hollywood so – For me, a draft I'm not really fond of is actually the Jaguars, like I kind of alluded to earlier, Trayvon Walker. Not high on that pick. Didn't really like the Devin Lloyd pick either. Luke Fortner, their center, they took in the third round. Fine. And Chad Muma, another linebacker. He's they, good. Yeah, but they just took a lot of positions they kind of already had. You know, they took two cornerbacks and a running back. You know, they still have Travis Etienne coming back. It was just – Yeah, I did think the running back pick was bizarre. It's a lot of – it was a lot of repetition, like a repetitive What running picks. back did they take? Snoop Connor. No idea. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So, that's what I'm – it was – I'll put it this way. For a brand new first overall draft class with, you know, Doug Peterson coming in, it wasn't as good as I thought it could have been. It would have helped if they had Hutch or Thibodeau. Yes, I completely agree. So any last thoughts on the draft before we wrap things up? Looking forward to 2023, baby. Yeah. uh, When's the the first 23 mock coming out? We need views. Yeah. I'll do it now. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got to have an NBA mock. Ooh, yeah. Because he wants to do an NHL mock, he said. Bust out the notebook. (laughs) And then MLB mock with Justin. Yeah. So Justin give you the first round pick and that's first overall pick, and that's it. Then I'm done. Uh, That's it. That's all I know. But we'll have a WrestleMania backlash podcast later on in the week. We'll probably get to an MLB podcast after that. And the NBA playoffs is going on. So Jesse will probably touch on that once we get to conference finals, maybe. Who knows? Follow all of our social medias. and whatnot, so stay tuned for more episodes and we'll be uh, when we do them.